The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. It's uh, 9.30 now and it's Friday morning. It's great to have your company today. I believe it's going to be a beautiful day, hopefully all around the island and uh, from Dublin to Galway. And it's, to Galway we're going now in a certain way because even though I read Bridget Gagan here, you, you told me when I met you that that is not the right way of saying your name. <laughs> so why don't you tell me how to say it properly? Well, I say Bridget Gagan. My Gahigan. dad probably says Gagan and my mom says Gagan. So, uh, so to, to, whatever you have yourself. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like a multi-choice. Second. Yeah. Bridget, it's good to see you again. Thanks for coming Thanks in for to see us. Thanks for having me in. No, not at all. I was just very struck by your story on a, because it, it, it works on about five or six different levels. And I'm going to begin our chat with your with your mum for a start. You mentioned both of them because they have severe differences on how to pronounce your family <laughs> name. But let me t- ask you about your mother. You have an incredibly close relationship with your mum from an early age Yeah. Um, that has continued into your 20s. Um, tell me about her and the nature of that relationship and friendship. Yeah, well, I suppose mum's my best friend, really. And, you know, I feel very grateful for that and very lucky. Um She's incredible. She made her first suit when she was just nine years old. My nana says it was like she was born with a bag of rags because under her arm because she was always making and creating probably from very little. Yeah. And I think it's really inspirational to see how she's taken that and over the years what she's done. And now that I'm, you know, we're working together and stuff, it's... Uh, it's fashion and design and yeah. um, you're, you also started young in terms of, you've got an entrepreneurial streak. I mean, <laughs> whenever, I talk, I talk to, whenever I talk to entrepreneurs as, as older people, they're generally the guys that, and, and the gals who at one point were selling sweets in the school. Like they're, from the get-go, yeah. they were doing stuff in the schoolyard, marble, sweets, whatever it took uh, to, to, to make a book. Hustling. You, that's the word. <laughs> I mentioned that word only earlier on. I said everyone's, everybody's hustling. What was your hustle? Yeah. Well, I had several. And <laughs> I think the first was Bits and Bobs by Bridget. I mean, oh, you had a business? Oh, yes, Go, of course. Oh, sorry, sorry, forgive me. How old were you at this point? <laughs> oh, God, I was young, very young. Go ahead. Mom made um, little business cards on uh, Microsoft Word and I could still see the curly font Bits and Bobs by Bridget. I'd uh, make jewellery from beads and sell them on the counter in the shop. Okay. Um, then I went on to face painting at birthday parties. My brother got involved. He was DJ Odo. And so <laughs> we were, you know, all all doing it. Um, then I had Bumblebee cookies later on and I'd go around in my little electric scooter selling cookies. Um, so always uh, on the move and yeah. on the go. You went to college ultimately. Um, yeah. In Where did you go? To Galway? I went to Galway. And, got, gee, and yeah. to study what? Law, actually. And uh, I think it was... Um, I wanted to do something that I could help people and maybe because I'd grown up in fashion and in such a creative space, I thought I want to try to do something different and maybe to prove it to myself that I could do it. But also, you know, when they say to, was it Steve Jobs said, you, know, you connect the dots, you look back. When I was younger with my businesses, if I felt um, I was greatly wronged by my parents with labour rights or anything, I'd be writing them letters. and you know, Really? Yeah. At, that, that, at oh, a young age? Oh, so. yeah. Dear sir, uh, yes. that is to say, dad. Um, I, 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 <laughs> this is a grave injustice. A grave injustice. And, yeah, and then okay. I'd go down and you know, present it to them in the sitting room and kind of walk away very dramatically. My goodness. So perhaps they always thought, okay, maybe there is a bit of a lawyer in her somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But you married the interest in fashion with the interest in, is it human rights, would you say? Yeah. Okay, and how did you do that? So I moved to London after finishing my undergrad and I worked in 
fashion marketing, beauty marketing. And then I think with COVID and the time to sort of think, I came back to Ireland for what was meant to be a weekend for St. Patrick's Day and then ended up staying for three months. And I always thought I'd like to do my master's in international human rights at NUIG as well. It's the Irish Centre. And it just felt like the time to do it. So I uh, finished that in August. My yeah. thesis was on the human rights impacts of fast fashion. So I was looking at things from women's rights, labour rights, discrimination, um, fair pay, but also fast fashion, the environmental impact, because that ultimately affects everyone. Um, so I tried to incorporate what I learned through that into what I do now. Yeah, you're very much a product of your time in in the sense that fast fashion is definitely such a talking point among mm-hmm. your your vintage, yeah, um, um, and in a way, and trying to educate people of my vintage <laughs> in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, you also said women's rights. Can you tell me a little bit about that? In, yeah. Well, in the I guess world? garment workers predominantly are women in the industry, and you know I've seen my mom make and create all my life, so I have a real respect for what skilled work it is to actually produce a piece of clothing and you know it's mainly women like I said who make it and I kind of sometimes wonder how we have gotten to a place in society where such highly skilled work seems not to be valued or paired um, paid fairly yeah 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 of course and I was watching the the news last night in the G7 and we were commenting on how I think there was one woman yeah uh, leader and I, I was kind of saying I thought we'd moved on. I actually really thought we'd moved on. Mm. Uh, but I'm fooling myself because we haven't quite got there just yet. And yeah. it starts with, I think, this, those sweat factories you're talking about yeah. in some ways in Absolutely. different countries that we probably know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. where they're just stitching and stitching and stitching for, and for 50p a day. If even, if this even is the thing. That. And you know, some people argue, oh, well, the cost of living is lower, but it's been proven you're not getting enough to live. It doesn't counterbalance. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it definitely yeah. doesn't. And um, I wonder, do we question, I'm not trying to give everyone a guilt trip because no one wants that, but mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm putting myself in this bracket, do I, do we question uh, where the stuff comes from or do we just go, that's a good price. I love it. You know, yeah. five euro, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I think so. And it's sort of that, um, it's a cognitive dissonance you might know it, but when you see something you like and it's ding, 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 you want to buy it yeah. and you kind of forget everything. And like myself as well, no one's perfect in this area. And that's why I think it's just trying to do the best you can yeah. and not putting anyone else on a pedestal because we're all just... Getting on with it yeah. and doing our best. But I find also that with my own girls, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of so impressed by their awareness whereby when I was young we called them secondhand shops you might go mm-hmm. in and get an album or a book or something mm-hmm. but now they're 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 vintage shops pre-loved pre-loved shops yeah. Bridget uh, where <laughs> and they're now hugely popular where oh, you're, of course. You're, but it's, it makes great sense but even you know, my mom talks like when she was younger you wouldn't want to be seen in a yeah, secondhand right. shop yeah. and now it's the cool place to be which and has to be a win for yeah a, so there's definitely a huge like cultural shift mindset shift that's happening which is great to see and which you know, is to be part of. Yeah. So the the shop you're talking about in Galway is in, where is that in Galway? It's in Clarenbridge. Where you're from. Yeah. So when I went, went in to meet the Irish in Paris in that beautiful, beautiful cultural centre in yeah. the Rue des, des Irlandais, which is mm-hmm. gorgeous, uh, there you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you were resplendent in a very Irish looking tweed suit. I remember well. Yeah. And we got into a big conversation about what you were doing there. 
uh, because you had sent an Insta- Instagram thing to me as well with yeah. your mother outside the shop saying, come and visit us if you have time, which I didn't. But there you were at the <laughs> centre um, and you were explaining that you had been at a fashion, Paris Fashion Week or something like that. You were at, so, you were at an event in yeah. Paris with your mom so just to look. We launched um, the rebrand, say, Mishitosa in September. Which is your company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, I think it was two weeks later we were in Paris for a sustainable fabric show and we always go to this area called uh, Palais Royale. It's beautiful. They have vintage shops, Manolo Blahnik. It's an old palace. It's gorgeous. And uh, I guess very kind of Irish of us and very open of us. We started chatting to someone and got on great. And then we saw there was an empty space and I said to mom, Imagine if we had a shop in Paris. Like, yeah. could you, you know... Clarenbridge. Like, imagine your, your, your bags. Clarenbridge, Paris. And I think maybe I'd watched a bit too much Emily in Paris. Yeah, but, you course, know, I yeah, was very yeah. so much imagine. I could yeah, see yeah. it now. Oh, and uh, we went back to chat to the, our new friend. And she told us about this lovely lady. Met her the next day. And it all just happened. Like, it was What happened? You met the friend of a friend. And then... Friend of a friend who manages this gallery space. Loves Ireland. Had been to Ireland. Loved what we were doing. And... Um, we got on great with her and that was it. We decided we'll come back and we'll open for Paris Fashion Week. Um, Le pop-up shop. <laughs> so you opened up a pop-up shop in, yeah. in the Palais Royale. I took one for the team, moving over for two months. So. Tough one. You're such a human rights activist, aren't you? Lo- I mean. Moving to Paris for the team. Generous. Someone has to do Simon, it. No, I so. admire that. I admire that. You're the Mary Robinson of the fashion world, no doubt. So you went over there. Yeah. How did it go? Oh, it's been great. We're still open there. Um We've had such a warm reaction. And even with the name Mishitosa, people are, is it Mise Tusa? Like, um, but to see how respected Irish fashion and design is abroad. Yeah, yeah. because they love the fact we're using a lot of Irish materials and the tweeds and... Yeah, it's and it's so elegant. Great. I was, that's what I was struck by was that the, the having seen what you produce, it's I can see it working in Paris because yeah. Paris is it's just is elegance itself, and it's timeless. You know, Mom and I share different pieces. Nance, um, oh, she's my nana's Nance, Nance, she's my nana's first cousin, but I mean, she's really a dear friend of ours, and she's in her eighties, and she's modelled for us, but. You know, Nance and I would wear the same pieces yeah. in different ways. So it's it is timeless. That's what timeless is. Yeah, isn't and it? anyone can wear it and put your own twist on it, which is what we're all about. One of the things that I was again um, very interested in what you were talking to me about when we were briefly when we chatted in Paris was about uh, perception and physicality. Mm-hmm. And you would said that you know when you so from from when you were very young, you knew what it was like to be othered. Or yeah. To, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So. I suppose I was born with a cleft lip and when I was younger, I didn't see someone that I see in the media that kind of represented me. And I grew up feeling quite different. And I guess it's only now maybe and maybe we're kind of in a kinder society and you actually realise the things that make you different are good and they make you who you are. Make you more interesting. Yeah, it it is. I mean, you have a story. It might not be an easy story to have told. But certainly, difference is more exciting in some I think, ways. You know, I think it is. And now I won't change any of it. And I mean that genuinely, but like I didn't always feel that way. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, what, what we do, our, our mission is to nourish individuality. And that comes from a very genuine place. Um, it's not just some marketing tagline that is... My experience, yeah, it's my sincere. mom's experience. It's authentic, yeah, I should say. Yeah. It is. Uh, was school hard when you were younger? Were people? Um, I think 
I was lucky that I had a lot of cousins around me. And it, the thing is, once you see something, it becomes normal. Yeah. It, and that's why it's so important for different types of people, diverse people to be represented, because then you just accept it as the norm. And you're like, like don't they no say that if you see it, you can be it, you can be it. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. Um, and so did you get operated? Uh, with, yeah, to, you know, I would tell, have had several um, operations growing up and. The funny thing is now I actually quite like the hospitals because the nurses, everyone was always mm. so nice. And of course, a few toys didn't um, Yeah, to, to ease the... Were, <laughs> were, were the operations painful or...? Some of them were and um, uncomfortable. And I think, again, it's just feeling... For me, the pain that's, you know, it, it's feeling like you're different and not wanting anyone to know, not wanting to be othered. All you want to do is fit in. And I think a lot of us can relate to that, whatever it might be about ourselves, especially when you're in school. You just want to keep the head down, yeah. fit in, and that's Wear the it. uniform of yeah. life, whether that's uh, uh, exactly. outside the school gates or in the, where everyone's wearing the runners and everyone's wearing the thing and mm-hmm. everyone looks the same. Yeah, and so I kind of moved from that to then sort of just acceptance but still I didn't really want to talk about it because I didn't want anyone to maybe that to define me mm. but now like I said I guess it's the journey of life for you yeah. you um I'm very proud of it now and like happy to share my story and what I've gone through because I think it has made me who I am today did you, did your any of your family also were they my born? sister yeah. as well um and actually born with the with the same yeah and it's She's really creative and we get on great as well. And of course, the entrepreneurial spirit coming through. Mm. Um, again, we have a, a dream of ours is to write a children's book where you're the main character is someone that we, from when we were children, would have liked to have seen ourselves in. That kind of, we feel like it represents us and it shows that story in a positive way. And yeah. Because it makes a huge difference. And I know that from my own experience now about representation, um, no matter what it is or who you are, mm. it's about about I think about five years ago the toy show saw what you're saying, you know, yeah. uh, and we really felt it was important to talk to kids who mightn't be seen, yeah, any other day of the week on television, yeah, and to, and it's to, great what you do. I, yeah. Every year I watch it. Oh yeah, I'm not fishing. No, for no, I, I but I do, and it, when I see that it's. Such diversity represented. Yeah. I think that has such a big impact right down to you know, the school playgrounds. Yeah. If you see it, you can be it and it becomes normal and accepted and not a big deal. I also know? get the sense from you that you you were surrounded. You talk about your cousins. You had all, like a, like you were like a Roman emperor with a <laughs> Praetorian guard around you. And if anyone should sully the name of the empress, yeah, a, be a little bit. I, okay. you know, my cousins were always around, and Good. I was very lucky. I think, um, but you know, when you go to school, it can be a bit of a shock when someone would say something to you mm. because you you've been so used to it just being the norm. You know, it's yeah. not a big deal. So I think I had to develop a bit of a thick skin. Yes. Um, but like I said, I think a lot of us do. In I wonder, did, did it feed into your interest in human rights then? Your, your degree I, I think and so. That sense that you saw a sort of an injustice, be it physical or yeah. uh, moral, maybe, and you felt that's not right. It's not fair. Yeah, no, I think it is, and I think that's deep down why I've always cared so much about fairness and mm. kindness, and that's. I think it impacts everything I do or I'd like to think it impacts everything I do and everything that I'd like to go on to do because our personal experiences are um, 
they make us who we are. You've achieved an awful lot for, for <laughs> one so young. And uh, it reminds me, you reminded me a little bit, of, funny enough, I mentioned earlier on, Barry Keoghan, because Barry used to sit, he still does, he writes in his book, want to write, want to star with yeah. Colin Farrell. Six weeks later, Colin Farrell rings him out of the blue to say, Do you, well, are you doing one of those books oh, or... The, what are they called? Manifestation um, or any of anyone that knows me knows I'm a big visualize, believe, achieve, and obviously you have to work hard at all of that as well. But um, I think you have to put things out to the universe. How, how how does that work? So well, this year and this is funny because I was um, doing a, a yoga teacher training refresher course, and you know I was meditating and journaling and planning the year, and <laughs> I was putting my vision board together, and there was a picture of you actually on it. Oh, which... please tell me you're lying. <laughs> and I kind of forgot about it until after we met at the cultural <laughs> centre and I got home and I was looking at it and I said, that's funny. That, yeah. That when you put something I would have said weird there. rather than funny, a picture of me on your vision board. You're going to go, oh God, please may I not meet this one. Any of them, <laughs> but, not that one. The avoid list. Yeah, the avoid list. I'd like to pick the pictures of all the good ones and then they go, but not here. Uh, you know, so you actually had cut out a picture of... No, I didn't. I'm more techie now. It was on the iPad, but... Um, oh, thank God. <laughs> but lots of things I feel that's happened to my so why in my you, life. You put a picture saying I, w- I want to meet. Yeah, and him I said or I don't. Go on that show, or? Yeah, I was very much in the visualize, believe, achieve. I said I don't know how. I don't know how it will happen. I don't know really what. I just said I have a feeling. This is something that's going to happen this year, and when I look back over vision boards from years before, it is funny because a lot of things have come to fruition and you know I think it's a combination right. if you work towards it and stuff but um, yes yeah, so you can't just magic it I yeah mean, you, you have to do you have to earn yeah it or whatever Absolutely. it is but I think you know when people talk about like success or work, you can work hard but a certain amount is luck and yeah, but does this you, you are in your luck as you know yeah um, Anna says I'm, I'm loving this fabulous lady uh, 100% <laughs> agree with her ethos and approach and I think you are a voice of your generation actually oh, um, yeah I really like your style in every sense and um, I'd love to know what's next for you what, do, what, what is the plan Bridget what well, I mean, we're kind of putting things out to the universe. Like I said, Paris is going great. Um, When's that finishing up? Well, at the end of April, but we are, um, we've had such a great response. We're considering potentially staying on. We're looking at spaces, okay. but also, you know, mom has Tokyo on the list to pop up. So who knows? She's got a map of Tokyo on her vision I'll board. I'll put it on, yeah. <laughs> Just I'll put every country you want to get to on your vision board. Yeah. It'll all happen. So yeah, okay. So plans are full. Academically, any more to come? Or are you... Who knows? Who I mean, knows? Yeah. I think a big thing that I'd like to work on now is to use my experience potentially to work with you know, beauty brands and fashion brands to have more representation. I think it's yeah. the big thing that I keep coming back to. And I'd like... I think of 12-year-old me and what could I do that would have made her life easier and that would have made her feel seen and stuff. And that's what I'd really like to do, whatever okay. form that might be in. Um, it's On Instagram, you're uh, Misha Tussa. That's M-I-S-E-T-U-S-A for people whose Irish is a bit rusty. Misha Tussa dot I-E. Yeah. Uh, if we want to see the, the what we're dealing with here in terms of style and business. Um Claire says, great interview, Bridget. Her mum, uh, Marita. Marita? Marita, yeah. Marita, Marita. Yeah. 
Maretta. Maretta. Uh, from uh, Dangan uh, County Offaly. Please wish them both a beautiful, uh, wish them both well from a beautiful sunny Dangan from Aww. Claire. And Jeremy Mahoney says, lovely to hear Bridget on radio. She's also our classmate doing a postgrad in Trinity in yes. creative thinking, innovation and entrepreneurship. Aww. An inspirational lady. Well, I tend to agree with that. Uh, Bridget, I won't say your second name because I'll offend one of your parents. Uh, but Gagan is where I'd be going with uh, on that mm. one. But it's been so nice to see you uh, again. And uh, thanks for taking the time to come and see us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. Good luck with it all. Best of the family. All right, it's 10 to 10.